So we have been looking at 1 Peter, and we moved into chapter 2 last week. And uh, this week we we looked at verses 1 through 3 of chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 4 through 8, and we're going to be reading those. I have a lot of scriptures that I'm going to be drawing to your attention and and reading. Uh, But last week we looked at growing spiritually healthy and strong. Today we're looking at living uh, like, like living stones. Live like living stones. We touched on, last week we touched on unity in the body of Christ. We also saw that we needed to develop spiritual dependence on the Word of God as we grow spiritually. Mark Twain, I found this that was said of him, where he once said this, Most people are bothered by passages in the Bible which they cannot understand. But as for me, he says, I always notice that the passages in Scripture which trouble me are those that I do understand. I think Mark Twain said that because the Scriptures uh, that we understand speak loudest to uh, cha- and challenges us the most to change, to be conformed into the image of Christ. They cause us to think, and with understanding comes accountability. You see, the scriptures we understand guide us as to how we should live. The scriptures we understand shine a light on areas that God wants to highlight, that, that, they, re, that they reveal, and if we're honest with ourselves, areas that we need to work on in order to live a life of faith and to be Christ-like. You see, the areas of Scripture that we understand are also areas that we have no excuse about. You have no excuse not doing something or living a certain way if you know those Scriptures and they've been made real or understanding to you. You have no excuse for not obeying or living a life to the fullest in Christ Jesus. Last week we read that uh, we are to crave the pure milk, spiritual milk as a newborn babe, and we gave some examples of that, meaning that Christians should crave, seek, desire, earnestly pursue to know and understand the Word of God. And if we are growing spiritually and live a, to, to live a meaningful life in Christ as a Christian. We read Hebrews 4, 12 and 13, and we looked at 2 Timothy 13, or 3, 16 through 17, see their important scriptures in regard to how we live and equipping us for every good work. We learned that that the word feeds our souls and gives spiritual strength and and will guide us to uh, what to avoid and how to live. We also saw that we are not to uh, remain spiritual babes or babies that we should grow spiritually just as we naturally grow physically and and become a man and woman of God that he desires us to become. We learn that we should never stop growing spiritually and that we should strive to know and understand the word of God more and more. Hebrews 5.11 says this, We have much to say about this, 
it is hard to explain because you were slow to learn. In fact, uh, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk and not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings of righteousness. But solid food, solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good and evil. You see, if we are, are, are to live spiritually victorious lives, we need to be able to distinguish good from evil. We must become spiritually mature and know the scriptures. Or we will never know or never understand all there is in the scripture. It takes time. We'll never know it all. But we need to know and study to show ourselves approved. You see, it is the Holy Spirit who continues to, to, to bring to the believers new understanding and reveals new spiritual truths that are contained in the Word of God as a person studies and seeks to grow. It's not a, it's not a new truth. There isn't any new truth but he reveals that truth that is new to you out of the scripture. See, the word that God is living and active. Luke 4, 4 says this, And Jesus answered him, saying, That man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. Luke eleven twenty eight says this, He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 We also, and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Not as the word of men, but it, what it actually is. The word of God, which is at work in you who believe. And then Hebrews 4.12 The word of God is living and active. Sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You see, the Word of God does that. The Holy Spirit applies it to our hearts that we might be that person of God that we need to be. Remember, by, by constant use and study of the Scriptures, we are able to distinguish good from evil. In other words, we will grow spiritually. We'll grow spiritually in the Word of God, in unity with Christ, and in unity as a spiritual house, as we will see in the Scripture that we're going to look at. So if you have your Bibles, open to 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to begin reading at verse 4. I may not get through all that I want to get through. In fact, my notes don't cover everything I wanted to cover this morning, and so I only have a little bit of time. But let's begin with this. At uh, verse 4, 1 Peter chapter 2, starting at verse 4. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood 
offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ, through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a choice and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Verse 7, Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become a capstone and a stone that causes men to stumble stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. Father, I pray that you will anoint your word to our hearts in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way. Amen. You see, the church and the New Testament writers the, 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 the scriptures were inspired by the Holy Spirit and it was given to the writers to write. They were inspired to write these verses, these scriptures, these thoughts, these, these truths. And they were, they were inspired to write them and they, they are inspired the word of God. They are living uh, and active and God brings it to light to us, to our hearts the truths of the Old Testament scriptures they used as they wrote the New Testament. The living stone that Peter is referring to that is choice and chosen and precious is who? That cornerstone is is Jesus Christ. That's who that is. That's who he's referring to. Jesus is the living stone that the builders rejected. He is the stone that was rejected by men but chosen by God. I want you to listen to a couple of scriptures from the Old Testament. The prophet Isaiah says this, Isaiah 28:16c, I lay a, zo- a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be dismayed. Isaiah 8:13, the Lord Almighty is the one who who you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. And he will and he will be in a sanctuary. Rather, he will be a sanctuary. But for the houses of Israel, he will be a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that make them fall. As for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Psalms 118.22, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. See, the Jews and many people of, of, of the first century rejected Jesus. They rejected the Son of God. They turned their back on him. They crucified him. And that and Christ being the cornerstone for those who 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 come to know him as Lord and Savior, he is precious. He's the most precious thing you know. But to those who, who reject, they become a capstone or almost like a, 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 a tombstone, just a, something that they trip on, something that they fall on. See, Peter must have been moved by his this, this spiritual truth because he probably remembered what happened in his heart when Jesus said to him, who do people say I am? 
who do, who do people say I am, Peter? And Jesus, uh, then Jesus' response must have shocked him. And listen to the response in Matthew 16, 16. Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon of Jonah. For it was not revealed to you by men, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus is the cornerstone. And Peter was a rock placed right there that he would be fitting close to, connected with Christ. You see, it is the believer's faith in Jesus Christ, the faith of every believer that results in the church being built and Jesus being the cornerstone. Remember, Peter is writing to both Jews and Gentiles at this time. To the Jew, a spiritual house would have had great significance. It would remind them of the Old Testament covenant of the temple of God that Solomon built with stone. See, just the imagery uh, 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 that would come to mind that that great temple that Solomon built with physical stones. But see, now the new covenant, the temple of God is being built in people's hearts. It is by the Lord himself, not Solomon, and it represents the church. The believer it makes up the church. We are the body of Christ, but we are the what Paul said or Peter says are living stones. Where Christ Himself is the chief cornerstone. You see, a spiritual temple is not made of physical stones, but rather of living stones. The Greek word for, for living is the same Greek word that Jesus used when he spoke to the Samaritan woman regarding the living water. It's the same Greek word that he spoke about being living bread. You see, we are living stones. John 6, 48, I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. He is the living God, the living bread, the living stone, the cornerstone. Thus, Jesus gives us eternal life. He gives the believer. He satisfies the person spiritually. All that the people were longing for, all those religious people who have been trying to fill it with traditions and things like that, religiosity, if that's a word, he fulfills in himself. Jesus is the fulfillment of both the Old and New Testament, the covenants and all. Jesus was chosen by God. He is precious to God, being the only begotten Son of God. Under the Old Covenant, the temple priests would offer sacrifices. Those sacrifices were observed with, with animals being sacrificed. However, under the New Covenant, 
The believer has no need to go to an Old Testament priest. They have no need to offer animals as sacrifice to, for sin because Jesus, the Lamb of God, was slain before the world and his blood covers our sin as we place our faith in him. His death and resurrection paid the debt of sin for every believer. Listen to this. We are all priests, according to Peter. We are all priests, but we don't offer animal sacrifices. Instead, we offer up spiritual sacrifices of prayer and praise, of thanksgiving. We offer our lives as a sacrificial, spiritual sacrifice unto the Lord himself. That's what we were doing when we were singing uh, praises to God. That's what we were doing when we close our eyes and we worship. That's what we're doing when we're raising our hands. That's what we're doing when, when we, we sit in quietness or we stand in, in reverence or we kneel in reverence or we pray and ask God to move in people's hearts and lives. We're going to the one who is, who is God Almighty. We are calling on the one who is all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present. We are calling on the one who is the living stone, the cornerstone uh, that should be of our life, the cornerstone of, of the church, the cornerstone of everything. choosing to live our lives in obedient sacrifice, we are being built into a spiritual house offering spiritual sacrifice that is acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Sacrifices of praise and worship. You see, the sacrifice is a lifestyle of service, a lifestyle of prayer, a lifestyle of praise and worship it's not a one-time event. It's not something we just do on Sunday. It's something we do every day of our lives. That we are to do every day of our lives. See, Jesus' sacrifice was once and for all. However, the believer's act of obedience, our act of service, our act of worship is not a one-time event. Rather, it is to be seen each and every day. We are being built up like living stones into a spiritual house that is now and forever a spiritual lifestyle we are to live. You see, we were once dead in our sin, but we were made alive in Christ Jesus. In a very real sense, we were dead stones. We were dead rocks. But when, when we accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, and He came in to reside in our hearts, we became living stones. Living stones. Hebrews 10 tells us that as believers, we have direct access now to God through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10:19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy uh, place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God. See, the Apostle Paul tells us how we should live. And he, he says it in four, he says, he says uh, let us, four times in verses 20 through, through 25. Listen to this. Of, the, of, of Hebrews that I just 
read about in chapter 10. He says this, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds. And let us give up, not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Those let us was not just in for the New Testament church. It was not just for those Hebrews that would read that, 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 that book, that letter, but it was passed on, passed down to churches around there. It was passed down to generation and generation, and God, by his Holy Spirit, I believe, wants to apply that to our hearts today. Apply it to our hearts today. You see, if we're going to be living stones, that's how we need to live. God first, Jesus first. We are not alone, and we can't stand alone. Being living stones, he talks about being built up into a spiritual house. A stone by itself, that can't do anything. It's a paperweight. But a stone laid upon another can become strong. I was reading... Uh, a book about a, a Spartan uh, king, and and he he always talked about this wall that this great wall, and so there was a royalty person that came and and he looked around and I don't see any wall. Where are your walls? You you talk about this wall that's that you have. Where's the wall? And that Spartan king looked back at his, his guard and the army that's behind him. They're my wall. That's the wall. See, you are the spiritual house of God. You are living stones built one upon the other. And God is continuing to, to call people to be a part of that. As they respond, as living stones we reflect the, uh, and represent Christ to the world. You see, church, it took a lot of large stones to build the temple that Solomon built. Each physical stone was cut individually to the exact size and need and placed in the exact place where it was destined to be used, to be placed. Each stone had a purpose in the building inside the temple is where the priests offer the sacrifices to Almighty God, sacrifices of praise, sacrifices for sin and atonement, sacrifices of thanksgiving. Those physical stones were placed one on top of the other according to the builder's design, and they formed the temple of God, a sacred place, a place set apart unto God, but it was a physical place. The stones displayed to the world where God dwelt. 
The stones fit exactly as they should. They didn't have any gaps, no defects. When I was in Israel a number of years ago, we, we went to the Wailing Wall and we went below ground and to a place where you could see these stones that are tons, that weigh tons, fit exactly on top of each other, just the way it needed to be. It was like uh, someone who, who was uh, a, a uh, not a carpenter, but a, a bricklayer, a stone mason, formed it just the way it needed to be. And it had, they had people putting them together just the exact way. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. How did they build those pyramids? How did they do all that? It wasn't aliens. People built them. And they, and they were formed and they were brought there and, and put a one upon another until that was built. The first stone laid in any building is the cornerstone. It's, it's the stone that where everything else is set up. Everything else aligns to that stone. That cornerstone, that, that marking, that place where everything begins. But see, what is true physically is true spiritually. Jesus is our cornerstone of the spiritual house that Peter was speaking about in chapter 2 that we just read. Thus, we should take care to line our lives up with Jesus because he is the living stone the cornerstone of the spiritual house that's being built that we're to be a part of as living stones. We should take care uh, as to what we profess, how we live, how we act, knowing every believer is chosen. You are chosen by God for a specific purpose. I believe that. You are chosen by God. You are a living stone. And that we are being built into a spiritual house. We are a part of the body of Christ where sacrifices and praise and prayer to be offered to God Almighty. Let's take heart to those words the Apostle Paul said to draw near that we should hold unswervingly to the hope that we can, should spur one another on to good deeds and let us not give up meeting together. There are people who feel like they don't need to go to church. And and in some churches, it might be good that they don't go because there are things going on in that church that that uh, are, are are not necessarily of God. There's trouble. There's there there's other things going on. But in reality, we are not to give up meeting one another. But if we are to be living stones, if we are to be built up into a spiritual house, if we are to be the the church uh, and the body of Christ, we cannot be divided. We cannot be people who are, who are double-faced, who are hypocrites. We cannot be people who live as, one, as the world one day and, and, and as, as, as Christians another. We must be people of faith, people with the heart of God and his word in our hearts, people of hope who, who profess the greatness of God, people who display the love and mercy of God towards one another and to the world around us. We must reflect and refuse to compromise regarding spiritual truths and live as being set apart, chosen by God, 
and precious to God. You see, Peter calls the, the believer living stones because Christ is in us. And as believers, we are being formed in the image of Christ and we are to offer sacrifices as acceptable to God to, through Christ Jesus. You know, there's a lot of sacrifices that we say we make that are unacceptable. But when we, when we sacrifice and praise and worship, when we offer sacrifices through Christ our Lord, as we pray and ask God to move in people's hearts and lives, yeah, I believe those are the things that are acceptable to God. I want to ask you do, you, do you see yourself as a living stone? Do you see yourself being a part of a spiritual house? Do you see yourself being a priest set apart to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God? You see, each of these pictures indicate the believer is active spiritually. Each speak of life. However, that is only true if a person believes in Jesus as the Son of God. It is only true when that person places their faith in Jesus. See, Jesus, uh, Peter makes it very clear that there are two ways to view Jesus. There are two ways to view Christ. There, there, there aren't three. In reality, there's two ways to live for God. You either live for God or you don't live for God. You either see him as a precious stone, living stone, chosen and precious by, of God, or you see him as a capstone, a stone that is rejected by men and you've rejected. See, one speaks of life and the other is, is, is just a rock, a paperweight that you're going to stumble on. How many of you ever walked on a you know, you're, you're kind of walking, watching where you're going, but you stumble over something. Cause you to fall. You get all scraped up. You get hurt and stuff. Well, that's what people, that's, that's, that's a spiritual example of a person who's, who has rejected Christ. You see, many people have, have chosen to reject Jesus. Many a person have disobeyed the message of the gospel, the message of salvation, and gone their own way. But in these closing moments, I want, to, I want you to honestly answer this question. Does your life line up with Jesus, or does it line up with the world? Does it line up with Jesus, or does it line up with the world? Can you honestly say that your life resembles being built up into a spiritual house and that you are daily offering spiritual sacrifices of praise, of, of worship, of prayer that are acceptable to Christ, to God through Christ? Can you say that you're a part of, of, a, of a holy person, that you are a holy person set apart, meaning not sinless, but set apart. We've talked about holy before, being set apart for a purpose, that you are a holy person set apart unto God, a person whose life points to Jesus, a person who is a living stone having been set apart for the glory of God, or have you simply been a religious person? 
displaying the love and friendliness is good. Being religious is good. The world needs to see that. But we are Christians. We are little Christs. We are to be like living stones. We are in the presence of God. Our passion to worship the Lord should be real. You see, the world needs to see you as living stones, as a person set apart unto God, that you are being built up into the spiritual house, the church. But it is the presence of God It is the passion to worship the Lord. It is the power of God and the sacrifice of praise to God Almighty that sets a person and a church apart as living stones that glorify God. See, a person worshiping the Lord with all their heart, with all their being, is what God desires. That's what God desires. It is Christ in a person's heart that makes them a living stone. For once we were dead, but now we are made alive in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Lord, help me, help us to be that person of God that you've called us to be, that you've chosen us to become. Choose choosing to be a worshiper of God. Help us to be one who chooses to worship and be a worshiper of God and to offer sacrifices of praise that you were so worthy to receive. We're going to dismiss in a moment. But if you want to spend a moment or two in prayer, you just want to ask God to move on your heart. You want to ask the Holy Spirit just to to fill you or to, to move in your life and your situation to reveal, give you understanding uh, as you read the word of God. Spend a moment or two in prayer, not just, not just at your seats, but, but everywhere you are. These altars are always open. Father, I thank you. We ask that you move mightily upon our hearts and our lives in Jesus' name. Bless your people. Amen.